Hello and welcome to another edition of Sizzle Reel. I'm Elizabeth Campbell. And I'm Will Koenig. And we're here to review a much better movie than last week. We saw yeah. Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle, this week. Yeah, I would argue it's not the better movie, but I mean, let's, we'll get into that. That's okay. So we're going to start off first off, as usual, with our non-spoiler, po- our non-spoiler part of the podcast. So just going to give a quick background. Kingsman, The Golden Circle is about... Obviously, the Kingsman, the agents come back this time to deal with a woman who set up a drug ring and is trying to make legalize drugs so that she can be recognized for the businesswoman genius she is. But in doing so, she's trying to wipe out the world. I mean, potato, potato, win some, lose some. Yes, but she is trying to wipe out the world. So since not, I mean, just the drug users of the world, she's trying to like hold hostage. But in all of this, obviously, the Kingsmen have to rally and save the world as usual, but this time with help from their American Mm. cousins, the Statesmen. Yeah, they were an interesting bunch this time, and the Statesmen include uh, Channing Tatum, Jeff Bridges, Pedro Pascal, who is in Game of Thrones, if you don't know who that is. Oh, that's why he looks so familiar. And who else? Is is that it? I think that's it. Halle Berry's part Uh, of the Statesmen. Halle Berry. But we can easily forget her based on her character performance. Yes, yes, very forgettable. But uh, those are the the new Statesmen in this movie, and they're okay. But word of caution, do not go to this movie if you're expecting a lot of Channing Tatum. Yeah. Don't two, be fooled two whole like minutes. I've been fooled. You get two whole minutes. It's like that scene with Keira Knightley in the latest Pirates of the Caribbean. Just You just feel betrayed yeah. and lied to. Yeah. But overall, I think the movie, it's... The beautiful thing about the first Kingsman was no one knew what to expect going into it. And I think yeah. they kind of had to deal with the trouble of expectations this time around because we were expecting it to be so witty and raunchy yeah. and violent that kind of fell flat overall. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies where the expectations are too high no matter what they did. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's sad. It's like literally it was impossible for them to make a fantastic movie after the first one. And But this one I just felt like was worse than even an okay sequel. So I don't know. I thought it was okay. I thought there was a lot of exposition and there was kind of a lot of they just like hopscotched from like plot point to plot point to plot point it didn't really flow smoothly and i was not a big fan of the the two villains one of them i guess i won't say because it may be a spoiler but then there's julianne moore who i just didn't think the aforementioned drug dealer her she's just not like exciting as a villain she's just weird in a a bad way i'm like what is happening with her she's like i I thought she was pretty exciting i was a i was a fan for the first third of the movie. And then it kept dragging on her just doing the same kind of thing and having the same ticks and everything that got her off as a villain. Mind you, I do want to say King the first Kingsman is like one of my favorite movies in the last five years, so I'm not just being a Scrooge and hating the Kingsman series. <laughs> I'm just disappointed in this sequel. I think they tried to throw in like they I would say most good sequels throw in enough references to the first one, but they still are their own unique movie. I think this one was the opposite, and they threw in just mm. enough like things to try to make it different, but it wasn't enough to really separate it. I didn't feel like I was watching the next Kingsman movie. I feel like I was watching a slightly rewritten fan fiction of yeah. the first Kingsman movie. <laughs> yeah, that, it was it was okay to me, but uh, is there anything else before we move on to the spoiler section? Um. Oh, I guess the acting. I mean, Colin Firth was great, as always. I love Colin Firth, no matter (laughs) what. Um, Taron Egerton, who plays Eggsy, was was okay in this one. Uh, Not as good as the first, but he was He didn't really have any growth as an actor. Like, he was the exact same character, but with, like, less of his kind of, like, accent that was, like... Yeah. 
Yeah. I miss Samuel L. Jackson. I'm not going to lie. I hate Samuel L. Jackson. No, but in the first movie, he was perfect. I mean. He was a perfect villain. He he was was a perfect villain. He was fine. But. I think this, you can clearly tell this movie is made by a British director. Or at least I'm assuming it's a British director based on how he portrayed the British and how he portrayed the Americans. So and Matthew Vaughn, I'm not, I'm not sure on that one. but If he's not, he's clearly someone who wants to be British. And I own up to the fact that I'm a total Anglophile, and it was still a little rough to watch the comparison between the British and the Americans. <laughs> yeah, we didn't look so great in that movie. <laughs> but. but shall we move on to our fun spoiler-filled section? Yeah. All right. So Here was your warning. Turn it off. Spoiler alert. Elton John. <laughs> Elton John. What? That was the best surprise of the movie. What the heck was that, that? That was so weird in a good way, I guess. It was so interesting. The drug dealer, as you know, if you stayed on for the spoiler part of the interview, keeps Elton John <laughs> captive. And I thought it was just going to be like a one-off like cameo appearance. No. But he became an actual plot He was point. in it more than Channing Tatum was in it. He was in it more than <laughs> Channing Tatum was in it, which I am still offended by. Which I, I think that's hilarious. Um, his role, I mean, he kind of, he does play a big part because even with like all the action sequences, like he's vital to killing the dogs. <laughs> he is. He's vital to killing the dogs. He provides the soundtrack for a lot of the movie. He's, we kind of learned that it's about drug use because he's the first one to get the blue raspberry rash. Yeah. So he really was a surprisingly yeah. large part of that movie. They, they hit that pretty well, given that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I was not expecting to see Elton John. And I was expecting to see Channing Tatum, but yeah. I wasn't expecting to see Elton John. Um, it just the, the beginning, I wasn't it, like, I obviously I saw the preview where they like destroyed the the the, the mansion or like the yeah. the, the state with like the bombs. But I was like, I, I was kind of sad when Roxy died. She was cool. I was so surprised that like Roxy actually died. Yeah. Like I feel like at that point, like why bring Roxy back to shoot like two scenes, and then he was like really distraught for about. 30 seconds, and then we just, like, never really yeah, kind of brought And it up then it's again. like, all right, you're not allowed to have emotions. Moving on. And then it never comes back up. It's like, like, she was kind of, like, his best friend and, like, worker, co-worker. And yeah. he didn't care for, like, more than 30 seconds because he wasn't allowed to. And it's like, all right. But it's just, like, that point I was making earlier about the hopscotching the plot points. It was, like, hopscotching both his personal development with his princess girlfriend, then with the plot, then with the drugs. Like, I just felt like it was, like, vinaigrette after vinaigrette of these flash scene sequences and it wasn't like woven together as a story yeah all right who else do we have here oh they brought back charlie like the villain from last time well not the villain from last time but like the guy who the dick tried from last out time i don't know if i'm allowed to say that so <laughs> don't report on me if i'm not uh, he tried to like try out for kingsman didn't make it in the first movie and now he's back and he's robotic Partially robotic. Partially robotic. His voice is because apparently he didn't die in the first one because uh he tased his microchip to where it broke I mean, Yay. you can say that, but at the same time, they brought back Colin Firth, Colin who was Firth. shot in the head. Shot so, the head. I mean, I feel like the taser isn't oh, yeah. that Th- far Those out really there. fun bubble wraps save you from getting shot from in the head. From headshots. What kind of crap is that? <laughs> I think it was hard because it was... And I was thinking about this as I was watching the movie. There, I'm fine with suspending a certain amount of like belief and like basic physics in these movies like that's fine but i thought they took it a little too far with things they didn't need to like the hospital scenes when they're set up in the football stadiums and they've put all these people in cages and it's like a cage like tetris game like (laughs) that you didn't need to do that like you could have just put them all in cots in the stadium like there was no need to make it that much extra step of unbelievability yeah that was weird and 
Some of this, I mean, like, people were complaining about the CGI in reviews I saw, and, I mean, it wasn't, like, the first scene with the car, that was kind of, like, I could easily tell how fake that was, and I was like, this is kind of annoying to me, but then after yeah. that, it felt okay, and it wasn't a problem at all for me. I mean, one of my favorite scenes in the first Kingsman movie was when it is um, Colin first character in the church, oh and it's just that, like, that complete beauty. violence, like, set to music, that was really cool, and they had kind of one of those scenes at the very end of the movie, yeah. but I think that they didn't kind of count like that was what so many people loved in that first movie and they didn't play to their strengths there they just kind of i think they were afraid that like everyone would be like oh you just did the same scene over again but like i would have been okay with that right well i mean they did basically the same plot over again it was a little okay that bothered me i was like there's literally no difference in plot okay there's like the drug users but like the first movie he's just trying to like eradicate the world and like save like the few kind he thinks are the best and julianne moore is trying to i guess like she wants drug user drugs to be legal but like in doing so, she's literally about to eradicate all drug users in the world. But in her defense, she doesn't actually want to kill them. She thinks she's going to get drugs legalized. And, and they kind of have the dual not, villain yeah. threat with the president who's like, yeah, let's kill them all. Yeah, like, the president does not care. He's just like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay. I mean, I was surprised, like, going back into the first movie where it's like, it was kind of a, I mean, not a very subtle, but a slightly more subtle commentary on, like, the world in general, how we're having an overpopulation and how we aren't really doing anything to fix the world, and that's not going to end so well down the road, and that was the whole point of Valentine, and this was... It was hitting you in the face, the debate America's having about legalizing drugs and taking care of people on welfare. And I was like, this is getting a little preachy for an action movie. I just yeah. wanted you to see you kill people, not to have a debate on like American politics. Yeah, yeah, they did that a little too strong this time. And okay, I know you kind of like the, the statesman as in you like Channing Tatum, but I hated every statement, statesman in there pretty much, except maybe Jeff Bridges, who was okay. I, but I like, hated Jeff Bridges. I, I, well, I hated Channing Tatum's character. Okay. I like Channing Tatum's face. I okay. hated his character. But like, I thought like all the statesmen were just, they bugged me, they annoyed me, and I didn't like them. Because they, they made it the pinnacle stereotype rude American who's like just very like flying by the seat of his pants, like go America, like the thick accent, which like, don't get me wrong, like Americans can be great, but they just took all kind of the worst stereotypes that Americans are yeah. known for and put them together. Also, okay, I don't know if this was supposed to be a plot twist that we weren't supposed to see coming, but when, uh, what's his name? Oh, Pedro Pascal, who is Whiskey, who is from the Statesman, turns out to be bad. Because, like, they obviously, yeah. Colin first, like, shot him because he's like, oh, he's evil. And then everyone's like, no, you're just crazy. And then in the end, he's like, yeah, I'm evil. I'm like, okay, I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't. He didn't make his betrayal casual, like blatantly knocking over the antidote that that was the entire mission was to get the antidote wasn't really like a whoops. I wonder if he's bad. It's like a he just betrayed the entire mission. (laughs) Clearly, he's bad. Yeah. And I I didn't like his character either. It's just I think the statesmen were it was very forced because they didn't want another movie where it's just Kingsman. They're like, oh, we need something different. We need something crazier. Let's make it. The Statesman, the Americans, it's just like you could have just done another Kingsman movie with a different plot and have like... Can we talk about how Jeff Bridges kept sticking his finger in the alcohol (laughs) and rubbing it under his nose? Because he did that probably four or five times in the movie and I was just getting so annoyed. You mean Champagne? Champagne, yes, Champ. Oh my God, those nicknames are awful. Like Champagne. (laughs) Well, it was like, and tequila. I mean, the Kingsmen were cool. They were classy. And I get that's very different. Like Kingsmen are in suits. Statesmen are in cowboy hats. But... You can't really, like, respect yourself when your code name is Tequila. (laughs) 
Like, I'd rather be Galahad than tequila. <laughs> have really? some have some class. Man, the Kingsmen are so much cooler than the Statesmen, and I didn't get enough of that in this. I got too much Statesmen. It felt like a Statesman movie, in my it, opinion. It did, and I think... It, I, I think that they're kind of setting it up for a third movie. Will and I were talking about this right before the bo- podcast, about how Eggsy's character has now been married off to the princess, and we see the ending shot is Channing Tatum in a suit, kind of... Which he did not look he good He looked in, awful. <laughs> which... Ladies, it's hard to make him look bad. They did it. But, um, so they were kind of setting it up with Eggsy getting married, Channing Tatum in the suit. It, we were wondering if it's going to be kind of a James Bond-ish thing where Channing Tatum becomes the lead Kingsman now. But I feel like that's just going to make the movie fall so flat. I mean, it's already kind of on a decline. But, yeah. to I mean, Eggsy, he's, say what you want about his character, but he really does kind of carry the Kingsman oh franchise. Gosh, he does. He is, he's awesome in this series. And now they're going to make another one without him, possibly. It's not going to turn out well, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, if they were going to make a, a full-out, like, Statesman movie where you wanted to keep Channing Tatum, maybe that would have been okay. But, like, to make him a Kingsman, it doesn't fit. doesn't feel right. I mean, are they going to change his personality to match it more of the Kingsman lifestyle? I mean, I think so many people like the like Eggsy's character because he came from like that plucky background and like never took himself too seriously. But I think in this movie, he like he kind of forgot his roots and did take himself a little too seriously, and it wasn't as enjoyable to watch. So, also Merlin, poor Merlin, he's gone. <laughs> so I mean, I. As a supporter of the actor, I'm sure Mark Strong was just like, I'm not making a third one of these movies. <laughs> Absolutely not. Kill me. <laughs> so I get why he had to leave. But it was still so, like, all the technology and all the crazy things the Kingsman have, and he's going to be taken out by a simple landmine. Yeah. Like, at least let him go out with some dignity. I did like the way that he went out, but not the landmine, but, like, the way he was just singing. Singing I, Country Roads. I was loved good. that. That was hilarious. But, like, yeah, the landmine, it's like, really? You, you couldn't figure that one out? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he held his honor till the end, but you couldn't figure out how to get rid of a landmine? I'd like, all, all the other stuff you have? So yeah, it's like, like, there, there, there wasn't like some Kingsman move where he could just like kick it forward or just I don't know. It just feels like they were just like, eh, let's just let him go. So no. thinking of a cool way of doing it. Halle Berry's character fell completely flat. Yeah. yeah she was just kind of there. She wasn't even there in a useful capacity. She was just She's like, I want to be a statesman, guys. And we're like, okay, cool. And then at the end, she's like, I want to be a statesman. And they're like, okay. And she's like, I'm a statesman. And sits down <laughs> and you're like. <laughs> that is the entire character arc of Halle Berry's character. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. Overall, I mean, like Colin Firth, I love, I can't hate him in anything. Honestly, he's awesome. But, like, I didn't like this movie that much. So, I guess, do you have, like, a, an overall score area right an now? An overall score? I would probably give it a 6.5. I, I was around a five and a half, six, so... I mean, it's... I would, like, watch it if it was free and it was, like, on TV. Yeah. Well, not on TV because you know the curse words, but, like, on DVD, yeah. like, have your mates together and watch it. But I wouldn't encourage people to pay money and go see it in the theaters. Especially if you really like the first one, because I would yeah. say, like, this one's kind of a disappointment, in take, my opinion. Take the two hours you would to go see this movie and just rewatch the first one, yeah. is the advice I would yes, give. Yes, very much. But I mean, I was with some friends who all liked it. They, they thought it, it wasn't as good as the first, but they liked it, and I was just like, no. <laughs> but... <laughs> Everyone has their opinion, so I, I guess uh, some people did like it, so maybe it is for you, so I guess you could check it out. I think if you've listened to this podcast all the way up to this point, first, thank you. Second, bravo. <laughs> Third, you are we've tampered their expectations enough that I think they'll enjoy it more. Yeah, it's true. Because you know what to expect going in. 
But you've also had the entire movie spoiled for you at this point. So, yeah. you know, trade-offs. Yeah, yeah. But that's all we have for this week. Join us next week when Will and I pull off the impressive feat of reviewing two different movies because yeah. I refuse to go see Flatliners. Yeah, I'm seeing Flatliners, which is like a remake of a movie. I haven't seen the original, so I guess I'll go see the original first before I go. But, like, it's got uh, Ellen Page. I like Ellen Page. And it's it's a weird-looking movie. So I'm like, why not? And I'm sick of Tom Cruise, to be honest. And that's what she's reviewing. I'm going to go see Tom Cruise's movie, American Made, where he blows stuff up and has a drug ring because who wouldn't want to enjoy that? Although the reviews for that are very good right now. Surprise, it's not like an... 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. So come back next week to see how much more right I was than Will. Right. Till next time, thanks for listening. Bye.